Hello? How I've missed you so. I'm trying to eat this Halloween candy as quickly as I can now. (laughs) uh, This isn't that close to Halloween. I think this was the episode we were supposed to record right after Halloween that we didn't. Maybe that's why you're. Maybe that's why you're eating Halloween candy right now. Oh man, yeah, so much Halloween candy. It's either that or the lack of self control. One of the two. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Shots fired a little early in the podcast, if I do say so myself. I think that there's usually a shot fired early by one of us. You know, that's just it's supposed to be a warning shot, Sean. (laughs) You know, like across the bow, not straight to the heart. For God's sake, I didn't know you'd take it so personal. I was just trying to find some humor in the opening. Uh, <clears throat> okay. So I, uh, I've asked for the same thing for my birthday and for Christmas every year since I've been an adult and I can remember. Okay. Now, you know, it's, this is actually a good sort of aside. When do you decide that someone's an adult? So in other words, like if you were to refer to your own life and you said like, you know, since I've been an adult, blah, 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 blah. What age would you be referring to? Oh, man. I would probably say 23. Yeah, exactly. I was going 22 or 23. Yeah, like you have to be out of college. Or, 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 so I guess 23 if you're going the college route, but I mean, like, you need to, like, have your own place or a place with other people who are on their own and, pay, like, have a job, like, have a means to pay for that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of think that there's a range. So there's there's an age after which you are not allowed to not be an adult. Like there's a, you know, there's an outside limit. <laughs> What's that? Well, let's get to that in a second. And then I think <laughs> I think that there's an age under which you can't be an adult. You know what I mean? So okay, that that yeah, that, uh-huh. that like establishes some sort of like permissible entering adulthood range. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that the earliest you could be an adult is sort of depressingly young. Like sixteen ish, yeah. You know what I mean. Like I've known people in my life that I would, I would, mm, I would describe their life as as having entered adulthood sometime around when they could drive. You know, especially if like one or both parents weren't in the situation or something tragic happened or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So I'm, I'm going to go sixteen is my line on the on the young side, and I think, like my brother is twenty nine, my youngest brother. And I think that he's at the outside limit of when you can say you're not an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I would have definitely, I would have, I, I would have clamped that down a lot earlier than 29. Tell you what, I, I'm, you know, I'm doing him a, a favor. I have a very narrow range of when ad- adultness needs to occur. <laughs> so I say 16 at the young end and uh, 29 at the the old end. What's your range? I would have said 19 at the young end, uh, and like. 26 at the top range yeah. maybe 27 well i kind of feel like do you ever watch the uh, the family feud yeah of course so in the family feud anytime that there's a question that's about age and it's like you know name the age at which uh you know a woman will settle for mr okay instead of you know mr right like let's say that's the question which I heard on the Family Feud the other day, by the way. I did not just make up that question. <laughs> um, because when you have two little babies in the house, uh, game shows, <laughs> yep. the, the percentage of the time that they're on the television increases dramatically. But anyhow, like a thing you learn watching the Family Feud is that if you're going to enter or like just about any age question, you have to round in order to have a prayer of getting a decent score. So, like, for example, that last question, with the, you know, when does someone settle for Mr. Okay instead of Mr. Right? Yep. Like, the first person said 36. And we're like, of course the answer is not going to be 36. <laughs> because, no, it, it's going to be 35 or 30. <laughs> so I sort of feel like 29 was my version of that, which is like, gotcha. you know, the last number before you hit 30. Because 30 seems like... It, it, like, I don't, I don't think anyone's saying that 30 is when you're, you know, not yet an adult. I would hope not. Yeah. So you got, you got a year left, Kyle. All right. That's the, that's the punchline. <laughs> it's, it's all over. <laughs> so anyways, so since I've been an adult, which I would have marked at like 22, I think maybe 22 yeah. or 23. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Every year when I'm asked for uh, my birthday and Christmas list, I give the exact same answer. I don't think I've ever said anything different. And you know me pretty well, so what do you think it is? 
Oh my god. Yeah, that was your favorite thing to do. This is the my least favorite thing to do. <laughs> I think that the, the the distinction between one's favorite thing to do and least favorite thing to do is <laughs> is not strong. It's like a circle it's that a, comes. It's inflection, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's a circle that comes back home. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. <laughs> Come on, I don't know what you ask for every year. World peace, of course. I ask scotch. For, no, world peace. <laughs> I have always. I, I sort of mark my entrance into adulthood by not by age, by when I realize that this is all I want. It's world peace. And like world peace slash like peace in my life slash. <laughs> yeah. Peace. Is yeah, that yeah. something I can order on Amazon? Is that a next day ship sort of thing? Or You're making my point, Kyle. You're making my point. <laughs> so anyways, so my, uh, so I was thinking about that this week because this is a very important week to me. This is a completely not programming related diversion, by the way, this whole thing. Uh, so do you know what this week is? This isn't like a, this is just a trivia question. Uh, no, I do not. So November 11th is Veterans Day. Okay. Uh, and do you know, so, uh, do you know the story behind Veterans Day? I do not. Okay. Good. So let me tell it to you. So this is a very important day to me because the, uh, you know, cause my birthday and Christmas present every year relate to it. Um, as you'll hear. So anyways, on November 11th, uh, 1917 at 11, 11 a.m., was uh, armistice in World War One, which was like a temporary mm-hmm. ceasefire, and like which basically was the end of World War One, at least for maybe two thirds of the people fighting. And uh, <clears throat> anyways, so a year after, I think on November 11th, they uh, the president uh, who was the president then Wilson, I think Wilson. Anyway, so he he said that it was going to be Armistice Day, along with basically all of the other. Uh, nations that had been involved, not all, but many. And it was a, it was a day to remember the sort of awful carnage of world war one and to reflect on how terrible it was so that everyone would remember the value of peace. Okay. So that's armistice day. And, and then it was renamed in most countries to uh, remembrance day for sort of relatively straightforward reasons. Um, a bit later. But anyways, the U S is the only country that renamed it to, or not just renamed it, but actually changed the holiday to veterans day. And, uh, it happened in 1954. So here's why it bug- bugs me. This is like a, like one of the deeply upsetting things in my life is this week. <laughs> what? Nothing. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it really is. So the holiday is about world peace. That was the entire point, which is that we like had just destroyed the entire world, like 17 million people inside of a few years. And then the holiday gets renamed to celebrate heroes that can only exist in the context of fighting war. Makes me nuts. Makes me nuts because we already have a holiday for this, which is Memorial Day, which is, should be a holiday, which is a great thing, which is, you know, remembering people that have died. So my one holiday that celebrates the one thing that I want every every year, which is peace, which was Armistice Day, now is about fighting too. So, anyways, this Wednesday on Veteran on you know Veterans Day, which I wish was Armistice Day. Here we go. You can remember that and wish for peace instead. Uh, okay. Yeah, I will. Yeah, don't you wonder what's going to bug me next week? <laughs> I, I'm fearful now. <laughs> <laughs> this is my second favorite thing to do. <laughs> now, do you have a list of things like that that you know that bug you? Things that bug. I mean, bu- like that—that's not like a bug me in like a you know like a Seinfeldy way. That's like it actually bugs me. <laughs> like a thing. That no, bugs. yeah, I only have I only have Seinfeldy uh, <laughs> things that bug me. Do you ever wonder? Yeah. Like when parents bring their kids up to the ice cream parlor and ask them. What flavor do you want? And the kid is like under eight years old. Interesting. So are you a guy that, that bugs me? Are you a guy that gets bugged by other people, by like other kids easily? <laughs> Danger zone. <laughs> I generally don't like other people's kids. <laughs> as, as, as bad as that of a human being as that's going to make me sound, I just, I just don't, I'm not a kid person. I really love my kid. But what I don't like, I I don't enjoy like other people's kids as they as they relate to their own parents. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't mind kids like that just happen to be offspring of these people I know. But like I don't generally care about like you know 
dot 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 things things about your kid as as much as I would presume that you know you have no you have no real reason to care about my kid and so like when we go to like when we go to like the ice cream parlor I just get all Seinfeldy when it's like I love how I keep saying ice cream parlor like I'm gonna also get a soda pop while I'm there a malt a malt yeah now now I mean so I, I get the you know idea of not sort of buying into the sort of uh native preciousness of kids but don't you feel some empathy now that you've got a little kid like you know when oh yeah no no i do but but that but the empathy only like gets exacerbated when i see people like throw themselves into situations that can only end poorly gotcha like you know what i mean like if you if if you're if you have a young child you know what i mean and you're like what ice cream would you like and the kid goes I can't read, Mama. Please tell me my <laughs> options. And the mom lists off the fifty options. You know what I mean? No, like, no. It's, oh, by the way, so mild aside here, Master of None, new on Netflix with the Z's. I'm sorry. Episode one has this exact scenario in it, and I love it. I've heard that show is excellent. I've only seen one episode, so I can't really speak to the whole thing. But so far, so good. In the, the no spoiler, but. He, Aziz is, or his character is taking these two kids out that he's watching for the day to like a yogurt bar and he's like he's like stop when I name the flavor that you want because the little girl can't read and he like lists like vanilla <laughs> chocolate and like 20 other flavors and then the girl's like vanilla and the boy's like vanilla and he's like what the hell why didn't you just stop me you know and the two little kids are like oh and you can only have vanilla because we're having vanilla too <laughs> and like Aziz is like but I want strawberry shortcake and they just start yelling vanilla vanilla now part- know, they all they all get vanilla and leave it's like part perfect. of his shtick is that kids are overrated right isn't that part of his like overall oh yeah yeah yeah, I mean, it's not so much like I don't know the kids are over overrated, but it's just you know or parenting or yeah, or, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Th- that that little magical moment there. Yeah, everything's a hostage negotiation. But anyway, yeah, I mean that's my sort of Seinfeldy thing. I don't know that I honestly have anything that like in the world that truly bugs me, mm-hmm. like truly bugs me. I'd really have to think about that. Actually, <laughs> war is my my thing. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, all right, so I, I, here's my segue into what we can talk about this week. So I've been feeling a li- we haven't talked in uh, two weeks, and I have a lot going on. We're not going to go through all the things I have going on, but I've, I've been feeling a little overwhelmed. Like work, like I don't know. It's hard to separate work and not work. Generally, you and me both, buddy. Yeah, general. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna coach ourselves. I think you know, in in the spirit of getting ahead of things, right? What is it? It's like November eighth right now. It's Christmas, I think. Exactly. So we're coming into the end of the year, and you know how the holidays get going, and then, you know, December and Christmas and, you know, breaks and whatnot. I I desperately want to not feel overwhelmed by the end of the year. Okay. So I think I've got like eight weeks, basically, to get my act together and not feel overwhelmed. It sounds like you are in a similar spot. Yeah, I am in a similar spot. I have uh, a couple of irons in the fire, as they say. Okay, so what I want to do after we talk about Squarespace is, is uh, because I think a lot of people feel this way. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I, I've always felt this way to some degree, sometimes way more overwhelmed than other times. And, you know, you talk to people. I met up with a very good friend of mine uh, uh, out of town this week, and, and, you know, we had conversations about this too. So I think everyone feels like this. And, and I, was, I was having this conversation with my friend and uh, giving him some advice on some things. And I got done with the conversation and thought, why can't I give myself better advice? Yeah. <laughs> like I thought yeah. my advice to him was like plenty good. <laughs> and yet like I'm flying back in the plane, like with a splitting headache and, you know, feeling dehydrated, wondering how I got myself into this like whirling dervish of a stress ball. So anyhow, I say we, we coach each other on how to get to the end of the year, uh, with our wits about us. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it'll make for either interesting or helpful advice for someone listening in. What do you think? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Uh, first, I'd love to tell you about Squarespace. Go on. <laughs> do you tell? Well, uh, first, uh, it would help if I put on my glasses, which is going to be step one to this ad read. <laughs> Turn on your space heater. <laughs> right. It, well, it's interesting you say that. I have moved to yet an- another new location, which is my uh, daughter's room because it's the only quiet one. I think that I, I recorded in this once before. Um, 
Oh, that's right. This is why. So the reason I was having trouble with this Squarespace ad is this is the one where I, um, it, it, there isn't a, a, an ad read listed for this show. And every single time I do the exact same thing, which is I go to the oh. ad and I look through and then I am picking the one that you just ad lib the whole thing. You know what? We're going to do that. I just closed it. Uh, <laughs> command W. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Squarespace. You know what? Uh, consequences Squarespace. <laughs> this is what happens. Uh, so I listen to a lot of podcasts and I've read a Squarespace ad many times. Let's just uh, do it live. Uh, so Squarespace is uh, the all-in-one hosting platform for your blog uh, or online store. Uh, they've got uh, quite a bit of features. So Squarespace for, what do you think the price is for Squarespace right now? I just got a renewal because I have a Squarespace blog. Wow. 90 bucks, I think, a year. I have no idea. So but, I mean, it's beautiful stuff, I tell you what. For approximately 90 bucks a year. Uh, um, and they've got deals like you can get a free domain from Squarespace if you'd like. So for approximately 90 bucks a year, get a free domain name if you'd like. You get their entire platform, which from personal experience, so my barelyknown.com website is on Squarespace, you get a, a pretty nice uh, blog editing interface, which you can uh, use to, to post your... To post your uh, articles, they've got really, really good templates. Basically, every one of them looks good either uh, on you know the the desktop web or or mobile web. Um, they all look just about perfect. I used one right out of the box and, and just added a logo, and I think it looks quite nice. They have built-in analytics. So, for example, if I went to mine right now because I just did the other day, I could see that my most popular post ever uh, is still my daily fantasy sports optimization engine article uh and we, we've talked about this before right how badly i screwed yep. this up yep. yeah so i wrote this popular blog post still gets a bunch of traffic i get an email a week or maybe more than that a week from people asking me for their my thoughts on how to best use it to win money uh and i never even signed up for a uh, referral code so go me but then yeah. yeah exactly doing it right uh so anyhow, so they've got uh, good templates, they've got the metrics, they've got a little uh, mobile app for my iPhone where I can check what the metrics are on, uh, on the, uh, the blog, uh, which is pretty good. Um, performance is pretty solid. I have never sold anything on Squarespace, but they've got an integrated sort of commerce capability where you can sell items right from your store that looks quite easy to use. It's built right into the same thing that I use to manage the rest. All that on Squarespace. So what do you think? How's this live read going? It sounds authentic. It is, because I'm looking at a coach at right now, saying this. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, you can go to squarespace.com and use no offer code. Do not give anyone else credit for this moment. <laughs> if we can't have it, no one's having it. We've changed. <laughs> so anyways, go to squarespace.com, uh, sign up for your blog. I think you can try it out for a month, if I remember right. Something like a month for uh for free you don't even have to enter a credit card if you sign up for a longer plan long enough you get a free domain shorter it's a little bit more per month about 90 bucks a year i think if you sign up uh, for the yearly rate anyhow thanks to squarespace for sponsoring the show we should do all the ads just you know off memory yeah <laughs> see how, how long that stroop waffles that's all i remember <laughs> <laughs> app signal is going to be very happy about that moment uh yeah. So any, anyways, thanks to Squarespace. Okay. So uh, how about I give advice to you, like, because, and then you give it to me or you know, in whatever order we'd like, given that it sounds like we're better at giving advice to others than ourselves. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can dish it out like the best of them, tell you what. Okay. I'll get on your couch first then, Kyle. Come, come sit down. I just got this new... This new uh, Herman Miller couch, actually. This, I didn't even know Herman Miller made couches. <laughs> I, I believe they make this one white couch <laughs> slash, like, uh, sitting sitting thing. You're sure it's just not a giant era? <laughs> oh, no, they definitely make couches. I'm totally right, by the way. <laughs> I'm oh, checking I, this out. I I have it right in my head, and I'm absolutely positive. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yep. Okay, so I will... By the way, I'm going to have to raise my rates for this because this couch just cost me about a car's worth of money. <laughs> How much does it cost? <laughs> the couch I was looking at was like encroaching on $9,000. So Wow, that's a lot of money for a couch. Yeah, 
Do we have any more ad reads? <laughs> yeah. I just didn't. Oh, man. We should sell, right. sell the couches. Okay, so I am nestling into your, uh, your yeah, so, white Herman Miller couch. So tell me about your parents. <laughs> um, no, so what do you have going on? So I know, so I, I mean, I know you've been doing a little bit of traveling for work and various and sundry things, but. Well, I think that this is part of it and I'm, and this is maybe a good place to start. So I, I have traveled now two weeks in a row and I have to travel this week, which oh, is wow. approximately three more weeks in a row that I'm interested in traveling in general. <laughs> uh, that's right. I, I would like zero weeks. Uh, yeah, so I, maybe that's, uh, that may be part of it and that I, I was already feeling a little tired. Um, due to like lots of work plus lots of kids. Uh, and the combination of those two was already making me feel tired. And then I traveled two weeks in a row and you know, like I didn't, I don't want to be gone that long. So I try to make it out and back quickly. Yep. Um, Mm -hmm. but that ends up being multiple, like, or like at least one 18 hour day and then like another too long day, maybe less than 18, but Two weeks in a row, and I think that maybe it. I think that was time that I could not afford to not sleep. <laughs> that, 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 that sort of broke broke the camel's back. Uh, yeah, so that's problem one, which is travel, which I uh, avoid to the best of my ability. This is three weeks in a row that I absolutely, under no circumstances, could avoid the travel. Hmm. <laughs> so okay. so so one of. <laughs> So one of the answers is not travel less because I'm already traveling at the, I think, minimum of what's possible. Can you travel better? You know, that's, that, that's a good, uh, that's a good question. So what's on your list of like things that you, um, well, and I can, I can say what's on mine. So when I was quite young, I traveled a lot from the uh, East coast to the West coast and back Mm -hmm. because I, when I was in um, college, I had this uh, sort of somewhat full-time sales job where most of my customers were in San, um, yeah, mostly in San Francisco and certainly mostly on the West coast. Um, so I would fly out to, uh, California like twice a month and in order to make it work with school, um, I had to red eye back every time, Oh man, which is permanently off my list of acceptable travel yep. practices at this point. Yep. Are you there? Oh, I am so there. I've so I've always sort of had this weird like hate for red eyes, even though I've maybe taken like less than one, like less than five in my life. Well, you have taken one because you have to earn. Oh yeah, your, your yeah, hate no, for red eyes. yeah. I I took like two, and then for while I was traveling most recently, like the past two or three years, I just refused to take them ever. And then a coworker was like, "No, it's great." Like. I, I flew back. I got to stay and like hang out with some coworkers. And I flew back that night and then I just woke up on Saturday morning and it was awesome. And so I was like, all right, well, I'll give it a shot. False, 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 not awesome. Also forgot to mention that my coworker does not have children who are just built in walking alarm clocks. And so I think that was a big part of it. But I mean, yes, one of my cardinal travel rules is never a red eye ever. Well, you need at least a day to recover. And I think like the number of hours is like it's so it's there's like a minimum number of hours you need to recover which is going to be like eight so uh and then it's like eight hours plus 30 minutes for every one year you are above 23 basically yep right so so if you're like 25 that means you know do the quick math we have nine and a half hours of recovery time um which is pretty easy to pull off without the kids uh but then you know once you hit 40 you need you know, what is this? Like 13 hours plus you've got kids in the, which like reduce it's awful. It does not yeah, work. Soon you're taking a week off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why are you taking vacation next week? Where are you going? Oh, I'm just recovering from the red eye last Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to work Thursday or Friday, Frank. <laughs> I got a, I just, just got I back just, off a red eye. Fact. Okay. So that we, we share that on our list. Yep. Yep. Um, now one thing that I need to consider, I think putting on my list, but it's never been is the time that I like sort of yep. like what's the acceptable window during which I travel. Yep. Because the, so this, this last trip was to Indianapolis and to, to start with the trip was through Charlotte and, and you know, for those, I think like a minimum half the people listen to the show are not um, from the U S. So from those not from the U S Charlotte is not close to Indianapolis <laughs> like <laughs> at all. <laughs> it's like go way South. And then turn around and, you know, make a V the other direction. Um, 
and so I got in, um, got in to Indianapolis at like 10 PM, I think on the way out. And then I had a friend slash colleague there. So we ended up going out for a couple drinks. Questionable, questionable choices, Sean. <laughs> uh, and then on the way back, I got in at one thirty AM. Oh boy. This is bad. Is bad. So I'm I'm thinking that maybe I have to, and and really this is just an extension of the red eye rule. Yep. You know, which is that like maybe I can't leave earlier than seven a.m. That's sometimes unavoidable. Maybe it's like don't get into places you're going to past eight or something. You know, and, and then ditto on the way back. Like if if you're coming back and you're going to get in at one thirty, that sort of counts as like half a red eye. Yep. <laughs> refer to rule yep. one. Refer to rule one. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm just like misapplying my red eye rule. Yep. So the secret to happiness, I think, in traveling is leave early, return late. So like, yeah, I th- you you take a super early flight wherever you're going. Like, you know what I mean. So you like, by the, so if you're leaving on like Monday and you're going anywhere, you book the like early flight, and that's like six a.m. usually if you're near us, right? Take the early flight. You get there. You do your business. You're tired. You crash. You have a good, good long sleep, and you wake up the next day and do your do your work or whatever, right? And then when you fly home, you take the latest acceptable flight that will get you home before ten thirty. Yeah, it's the before ten thirty. And yep. I think home is important. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like we've got the most difficult uh, travel situation here in the Hartford area, but yeah. still, it's like from time to like wheels down to me in bed yeah. is like an hour and twenty minutes or something. Right, right, right. Which again, not the world, worst thing in the world. But when you're doing the math and you're like, oh, eleven o'clock is not that late. I go to bed at eleven o'clock. Well, <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I th- that's that's helped a ton for my travel, and so. Uh, cause I used to like, I, I used to just sort of like take whatever flights I could get and I felt, I felt pained by this rule. Uh, and so now it's, uh, now it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I would say that and no travel on the weekends ever. Oh, come on. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, I learned that the hard way. I used to stay late and like, you know, for dot, dot, dot reasons, you know, and, uh, and fly home on a Saturday or fly out on a Sunday and that's just off the list now. Yeah, we all have our reasons. I mean, like, yeah. I, I've done that and not regretted it, but th- that was more like when I'm just like, parlaying in some sort of vacation. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's different, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. All right, so uh, uh, thank you for this. I think that I've I've made one adjustment to my travel, which is I think that I have, like, for example, I need to fly this coming... Uh, I have a meeting this Thursday afternoon in Chicago. So I need to go to Chicago, and uh, the question is, uh, when do I leave to go out there, and when do I come back? And it's, like, possible I could take the, like, 10 o'clock at night flight or whatever it is uh, coming back on on Thursday night, but I think that would violate rule two, refer Uh refer to rule one. So there we go. I am putting your Herman Miller advice into action. I have decided to come back on Friday midday. Good. All right. Just uh, let me know where to send the bill. Yeah, exactly. No, actually, this is a barter system, Kyle. Oh, crap. <laughs> I will repay you <laughs> with advice. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, but only after I tell you a little bit about CodeShip. Go on. <laughs> Off the cuff. You know, I, I am... Wait, hold on. Let me close my ad. Closed. Just doing it live. Uh, so I use CodeShip every single day, including the weekends, because, you know, like it or not, I do work on the weekends. CodeShip is a fantastic solution for your continuous deployment needs. So here's how I use CodeShip. Um, for every project that I have, which is a decent number right now, uh, I, I uh, push my uh, code out to um, out to GitHub. Uh, CodeShip then notices that because of uh, Kyle's trusty webhooks and uh, builds the app, runs the entire test suite. So take the the largest app that I'm working on right now, Uh, runs the entire test suite. When everything's passing, then it uh, goes ahead and actually builds the documentation for the application and uh, uh, pushes that to both a staging server and then to a production server. 
um, d- deals with my database uh, management to, to make sure I've got the backups right, runs, runs my migrations on on that project. Um, and uh, if anything goes wrong, it lets me know. So I use kind of the full full suite of code chip capabilities from like the right out of the box, run rails, test suite, you know, obvious stuff to the uh, add some, you know, custom shell scripts to do some more interesting things about building documentation and, you know, force pushing that, uh, that to a branch on GitHub and, you know, triggering the, the deployment workflow, etc. So uh, that's CodeShip. Uh, if you need continuous integration, you should check out CodeShip. They're a, a great service, uh, reliable, easy to use, um, good deal too. Uh, they also have a new organizations feature that is very similar to the organizations feature, uh, feature in GitHub that I think was a, a good addition for those of us that work on teams that need to, uh, collaborate on CI. Anyways, uh, CodeShip, longtime sponsor of this show, and I'm a longtime customer of theirs. So thanks to them for their service and for the sponsorship. Uh, the end. Yep. They they need some sort of food stuff to go with theirs now. Now they're from uh they are also European. Yes, they are Austrian. Austrian. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, they can send you like a box of the Alps or something. <laughs> is that, oh is that, man. Is that what they eat in Austria? Did I get that right? Oh man. <laughs> oh, okay. Schnitzel. Uh Schnitzel, yeah. That's traditional Austrian. Mm-hmm. I've been to Germany many times, never Austria. But I'm sort of thinking there's some overlap in the food. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so tell me something about what's... Uh, as you enter the last couple, or in the last couple months of the year, you want more calm in your uh, professional life uh, heading into 2016. What is causing you stress and anxiety, Mr. Yeah. David? I mean, what isn't? Am I right? Uh <laughs> So, I feel like I'm talking so, to Aziz right now. <laughs> Let me tell you about airline food. That's the, so no, I mean, Vanilla. so I, it, it's funny that you mentioned travel. Cause I like, sh- so I do have one more trip towards the end of the year, but I also like hard block November and December for work travel. Um, I just don't take it. And I know that's, I know that's sort of a, I guess like privilege, right? I mean, in your situation, I know it's not that simple, but just, just speaking, you know, about what stresses me out. That's one of those things is as we get around the holidays, you know, and they just sort of creep up, I just say hell to the no about doing any more travel. So I do have one uh, thing that I can't specifically mention, but has been taking up a ton of my time and will require me to travel in December. Um, I think my problem right now is that I just have like, Probably like five little irons in the fire that all take a varying amounts of my professional time to get stuff done. And, you know, as the holidays come up and there's all kinds of things to do just in life, you know, uh, prepare the house for family coming over, get decorations out, all that sort of stuff. Uh, I sort of like have this uh, waning uh, and, you know... Waxing. Yeah, waxing... uh, (laughs) I was going to say like hyper sort of mentality around like work, you know, I sort of get like this where it's just like, sometimes I'm some days I'm just like, yeah, I like blow it out. I'm going to do all the like millions of things and like, just going to be great. And then because I have so many things to do, there'll be other times where it'll just be like, you know, all right, I'm just going to kind of wallow here for an hour or whatever, you know? Uh, and I just don't do well with the whole, like, kind of like bs mantras like you know what is that what is the one that's when you call them bs it's it's probably it's probably not the i don't know no like the mantra is not bad i just don't like i'm not the kind of person that's like what is it like something about a professional just does the work or something oh inspiration does work or whatever uh you know just start with the small stuff and go like it's like these are all true things you know but it's like like I, i don't have this like cat poster on my wall that i'm like you know what kitten you're right i am just gonna hang in there you know and get back to work i need to get you a mug that says shut up i need inspiration <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly stop talking i'm i'm trying to talk too <laughs> i need to be inspired yeah, uh, oh, okay so i've got a i've got a hypothetical for you to consider all right all right so l- let's say something had to give and the something was uh decorate your house for the holidays 
Like, so you either, in order to get control, need to not decorate the house for the holidays or give up one of the five irons in the fire. Oh, my God. One of the five irons. Boom. Done. Okay. Uh, For faux show. Now, what if it was, what if that was not sufficient and uh, it was uh, uh, two irons in the fire or uh, Christmas decorations or holiday decorations? Man, back off my holiday, I tell you what. Okay, so there we go. So you're <laughs> so you're clear about your priorities. Yeah, no, my priorities are crystal. It's it's more that like I you know, uh I imagine I'm sort of like a dinosaur that has stepped into a tar pit. Where it's like, no matter what I do now, like yes, you just say no, blah blah blah, but like the reality is that I kinda got myself in a mess and it's hard to say no now, <laughs> like because there might be contracts involved. It's so uh, you I, know, I like, can deeply relate to this. <laughs> it's like I'm excited about doing each individual thing for sure. It's just overall, you know, I just have a little too much going on, uh, and so it's more like you know, as these things come up and independently, everything looks sunshine and rainbows, and wow, that's really going to help people, or wow, that's really going to help me do this thing or whatever. You know, just saying no in those moments and not. Uh, you know, measuring me- measuring the the effort, uh, you know, before agreeing and not just the impact, you know? This is an interesting topic in that I think that part of, back to adulthood, I think part of dealing with adulthood is about making these bad trade-offs. Yeah. Because, like, that's the bottom line on, I think, your the situation you're describing and the one that I'm in, for sure, is that there's no great answer. Like, like so, you know, it's either don't decorate the house for the holidays which is like obviously a bad answer according to, you know, your prioritization or like give up one or two of the irons, which has consequences. Yeah. Or, yeah. uh, like kind of suck a little more than you should on all of them or like completely suck on one of them <laughs> or yeah. like, uh, give yourself uh, a heart attack because of like lack of sleep and stress. And yeah. these are all bad. Yeah. Yeah. When you say it like that, this doesn't sound great. Yeah. <laughs> well, so what's your strategy to like, you know, it, it, which of those do you pick? Is it like, you know, kind of kick the can down the road, you know, take an extra no dose and hope or. <laughs> it's funny you should mention that I am, I am sucking down the, the sugar free Red Bull so I can complete some project after we get off the podcast <laughs> this so, evening. That's really, that's not good. No, it's not good, but we're going for it. Uh, you, don't, you don't exactly sound great in the first place. Oh, yeah. I am sick as a dog. <laughs> I, wonder, uh, I wonder if any of these are related. No, they are completely unrelated. Listen, it's mold season. I've got allergies. <laughs> well, I thought it was allergies, and now I'm getting less convinced that it's just my nose is stuffy because it's it's moldy outside. I'm, I might be dying. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> you may be run, running yourself aground. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, at this point, my life strategy is kind of like just put a backstop on these things, you know, like mild, mildly arbitrary, but just like, all right, this this project, which could have been done at this point, is now going to just get out of my headspace and be done, you know, earlier, like on the calendar uh, so that I can just not have so many things to juggle, but. Yeah. Well, that's like the, it's like the, the reason that joke from the family feud is funny. The, you know, at what age does the woman decide that Mr. Okay is okay? Uh, instead of Mr. Right. And that like, you know, you reach a certain stress level where you start to decide that, I don't know, some quality or timing or budget goal that you generally would have just, you kind of got to give on it a little bit. Yeah. Cause you know, what's the other alternative exactly? Yeah. 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 I think right now I'm kind of just up a creek and it's more, it's more like, I feel as, as, uh, as a new, new adult (laughs) that, uh, uh, (laughs) you know, my life is just very circuitous in that I make a mistake. I learn from it. I succeed for a while. I make the same exact mistake, but just in a slightly different format you know like a different set of circumstances like it has a new frame around it and so i'm like oh this isn't the same exact thing i'll just do it again and then i'm like oh god what the hell did i just do and then you know and i'm hoping that i can learn from it and and, and protect myself in the future again but i find this topic actually upsetting 
Like, I'm, I'm sorry. In addition to uh, war, which I find always most upsetting, so it's the top of my list. Uh, second, is, or probably not second, but on my top five is like when you step back in your life and sort of see that you make the same basic set of mistakes again and again. Like, like I'm not saying like th- that you make them again and again. It actually, doesn't bother me at all. I'm saying <laughs> that, that that I, you know, have you want ha- nothing to me. No, no, I completely agree. It's I very mean- upsetting because, like, I, uh, I think I am at the age now where I'm not old enough where I've quite like just accepted that I am destined to make those mistakes until I die. But like, I'm getting there. <laughs> like, like I'm closer. <laughs> like I'm closer to that age than I used to be. And uh, so I've been thinking about it a lot more. And like part of me wonders why I haven't taken like a, a Sharpie written on a whiteboard. That's right. Sharpie on the whiteboard. That's the point of the story. <laughs> uh, like you make these three mistakes, stupid. Uh, look at this whiteboard before you do, do anything today. You know, yeah. I'm going to do that today. Yeah. I'm taking a, a Sharpie and I don't use my stupid whiteboard anyways. I am in indelible ink writing my, like, you know, uh, usual suspect mistakes. Ah, that's going to be so, so relieving to do that. Okay. That would, you, like, the amount of pain I would, I would feel physically to, to take a Sharpie to a whiteboard is probably something I, like, would need to actually go to therapy for. But, like, the thing that makes, the thing that. Oh, I'm really doing that, by the way. I, Sean, I've never heard you say, I'm going to do this, and then you have not done it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I can't tell you the relief that this idea has given me. Oh, man. And, you know, it's funny, because as much, the more adamant you are about this, the more anxious I feel about it. (laughs) (laughs) Just the idea of taking a Sharpie to a whiteboard is, like, so one-directional that I cannot fathom it. (laughs) Well, but the, the, I think that's I think that speaks to our odd couple uh, pairing here. But this is also the point, which is of like course, right. you hit a certain age, and you're like, okay, like my like my strengths, I I am pretty familiar with. My weaknesses, also relatively familiar with. Uh, yeah. The clock yeah. is not quite out on my like uh, uh, afternoon of possible change, but yeah. like you know, it's uh, it's November eighth. The sun sets sooner yeah. than I'd like. Uh, so here yeah, I'm going to, that's right. Uh, I'm going to, uh, you know, memorialize this clarity Wow! <laughs> on my whiteboard, man. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yep. 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 <laughs> I'm like, seriously not joking about how anxious I am right now. <laughs> I need a cigarette or something. <laughs> I don't smoke, but I imagine that that's what the purpose is. <laughs> I don't think that cigarettes kind of knock down anxiety. I mean, maybe they no, do. No, I don't know. I mean, in the do. movies, they do. I mean, they do lots of things for people in the movies. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, anyhow, let me pay you for your advice, given that... Uh, like, if I was going to a therapist, seriously, and the result of me leaving... The ther- therapist was, you know what? I'm going to take a marker and write in the whiteboard the three things that I screw up, so as to remind myself of how clear it is that I need to to address them. I would like be happy for the whatever amount you spend in a therapist, what fifty bucks, hundred bucks, whatever it is. So, uh, therefore, I'd like to pay you by uh, with Braintree. Do you accept Braintree, Kyle? Yes, I do. Um, you know what? I was going to read this, but um, I said I wasn't going to, so I just closed it. So Braintree is the easy way, and this is not being read, uh, easy way to accept uh, payments in your application, either web or mobile application. They take every type of payment you can imagine. Uh, The list may include, but I don't remember them all, uh, Apple Pay, uh, Venmo, uh, credit cards. PayPal, I believe. PayPal, yep. Others. (laughs) <laughs> many others or a few others, but basically any type of uh, payment that you need to accept, you can accept with Braintree. They've got a new SDK. It's got a funny name. I think it's, what is it? Do you remember? V.0? V.0.1.0. I think it's one. It's like spelled out V.0. So they've got a V.0 SDK, which uh, 
uh, covers basically all frameworks and has sample code for uh, everyone uh, up on their website. Plus, if you need help, either just with your own integration or if you need them to do something for you, they've got a pretty robust uh, sort of uh, engineering support department that you can count on. So go to Braintree. Is it BraintreePayments.com? I think so. Uh, BraintreePayments.com and you get uh, free uh, credit card or payment processing on some decent size amount. I think it's $15,000. Is it 15 or 50? I don't remember. This is why we need to read the ads, Sean. It's 50. It's 50. It is 50. 50. So you get $50,000 worth of transactions for free. Again, all types of uh, payments they accept, plus uh, not just credit cards, but all the others that we listed before. Uh, GitHub, not that they're uh, sponsoring this, but uh, in the listed set of big name customers is GitHub along with lots and lots of others. So uh, if you have a... Uh, a an application that you're working on that uh, is in need of a payment processor, check out braintreepayments.com. All right. That's it. That's the end of the sponsors for today. So back to our stress. Yeah. Uh, what change are you making? So I've, I've defaced a whiteboard in order to alleviate my, uh, the repetition of my errors. Oh man. What are, what are, what are you doing, Kyle? Uh, oh man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like I my my big thing is like a. I, I don't think I have. I definitely don't own a whiteboard to deface. Otherwise, I I I might join you in that now, as some sort of camaraderie type thing. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, my thing is I think really just like a consistent, uh, like habit of like tackling the day you know like because to be perfectly honest like I, I think we've talked about this either on the podcast or in person just about like kind of like to-do lists and that kind of thing um and that works but it's it's just not a consistent sort of like mis you know way to way to tackle making the same mistake every day or you know making similar mistakes over and over uh it's just sort of like very situational like oh geez i gotta get through this so i'm just gonna write these three things down and tackle them instead of like you know um I just feel like people who are doing the best at this sort of thing go into every day with like, you know, three sort of general rules or whatever, you know, and they, it's not project related. It's just sort of like, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this other thing or whatever. Well, you know? there's this idea of horizons of focus that I think people talk about, think about this sort of like life management stuff. And I think to-do lists are at like a, a relatively short horizon of focus, like this hour, this minute, this day. And I think the things you're talking about are like the more mid horizon of focus, like this day, this week, this month, what are the things yeah. I'm going to keep in mind to keep myself on track? And, and the to-do list don't really get that done. You tend to make mistakes. Like the to-do list help you clean up mistakes that you make. If you've got a screwed up sort of midterm horizon of focus. Yeah. I think that's right. like the, the, you know, David Allen, way to see it. Did you ever read that book? getting things done um yeah a long long time ago <laughs> there was like the distinct sound of shame in admitting that on on the air <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I have read it i think that 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 book is fine like you know in other words of like if, if we just followed that neither of us would have the problem we have yeah you don't you don't buy that not really hmm uh, do you think that programming adds to your stress or relieves your stress or both? Oh man. Um, huh. I'd probably say adds to more than often than not, but potentially at times, uh, relieves in, in smaller dosages. I find that I, I am not the kind of person that like, uh, uh, can sit down and just be like, I have 20 minutes. I'm just sort of going to sort of noodle on this thing and fix this one problem. Like I am, uh, like pr protect my area of play. Like, okay. I need like a lot of time to get into the zone. And then once I'm in the zone, I'm like cruising, but like, I, 
it's it's zonage for me is a lot rarer than it than it used to be you know and so i find programming frustrating just because of the level of like distractions and whatnot that occur while i'm doing the work you know uh and so it keeps me from like sort of going into things like maybe i have a meeting maybe i have you know someone demanding my attention or whatever but i think i'd enjoy it more if i could just sort of like enjoy the you know, or have the pure joy of like, I'm going to solve this problem. And that's the only thing I need to worry about today. You know, uh, even if it's only mental, I think it's a little drug like for me, unfortunately, like in that, like, like I felt tired this week and I'm sure that speed would help me like today. Like, so if I like, if I had like an extra bottle of speed lying around, I bet today if I took, you know, that drug or whatever other drug that could alleviate my fatigue, I would feel better. But then, like, uh, I would, you know, need to ramp up the amount of amphetamines I'm taking in order to continue (laughs) to feel reasonable. And then, like, you know, the thing that sort of helped you today actually ended up, like, destroying huge amounts of your, uh, you know, of your self. I sort of feel like programming can be like that a little bit for me, and I think I've got to find a way for it not to be. Interesting. It, in that, like, and what I mean by that is, and, the, and it, programming is just the current incarnation of the habit that do, that serves this purpose for me, but it's probably the most effective one uh, that I've found, which is that, like, if I'm feeling stressed, I can uh, help, uh, I will feel less stressed if I feel like I'm being productive. So uh, programming is a way to feel productive because I'm like, oh, look, I can bang on the keyboard and, like, cool new shit will work or I can fix a problem or whatever. Ah, interesting. Okay. Um, and so it's like, that's what I mean. So whereas amphetamines would address my sleep deprivation, uh, programming is addressing my stress about not getting enough done. Right. Cause I'm like, ah, oh, see, I am productive and I can do things. Um, but then the, it turns out the more that I do, the more, uh, my sort of mental model of what I should be able to do increases. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. then like, you're like, ah, oh, but you know, I should be able to get more done. Like the ceiling keeps going up and up and up and up. And then I'm like, oh, well, I can only solve that by working more. And then, you know, uh oh, this is a very, very bad cycle. And programming, I think, is particularly bad because it's in this way because it's under your control. Whereas if, if you're like a workaholic in like a different domain, like a sales workaholic or a yeah, 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 you kind of need other people to engage with to to like make the drug. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be weird if you're like a sales workaholic that's just like banging out a thousand emails with no responses all night. Um, whereas, you know, in other words, you need like two to tango. You need someone to respond to you, and 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 in order to keep things going on. Whereas on the programming side, you don't need anyone else. It's like the entire ecosystem of uh, feedback is there for the for the having. And I think that's why it can be so insidious for me. Yep. That I com- so that part I completely agree with. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping to start to solve that a little bit just by like physically changing up my work environment a little bit. Uh, oh, I'm what are you doing? Getting an iMac uh, <laughs> and essentially ditching the laptop altogether uh and only having it for travel really really um, yeah i know why not Going back to the good old days not gonna be able to do it over here on this one <laughs> I, I know i know i like, know you in the whiteboard is me in this laptop story i would not do that yeah i mean i, I i've like found myself like you know both uh struggling like enjoying enjoying just bringing my laptop places whether that be places in the house or just places like in general you know to do work so i can interact with people but i'm not i think that's solving one problem and just creating another you know like i gain the human interaction but i lose some degree of control over my environment and thus control over my work you know like being able to focus and whatnot and so i'm just like you know what we're just gonna focus in do the work uh in one location, that'll be my workplace. Like I have a nice office here, but I do a bunch of other stuff in it. Uh, and so, you know, just try to separate it out a little bit, but, um, but to go back to your analogy, sort of about the amphetamines, like, uh, the thing for me about having too much work in my sort of maybe glass half, uh, empty nature is that like when I, when I do, when I do tackle work, 
I don't get the like response of wow, I'm so happy. Like I've, I'm, I'm doing something really productive. It's great. I can like, I can get through this. I can conquer the world. That's like much more like, wow, I'm doing this. I'm going to finish this, but then I have all these other things to do. And so in that way, programming in it, in my current state is, is less, uh, less drug like than it has been in the past. Um, and so, so you're not scratching an itch with it much now. No, because I feel like the mountain of work, just in general, not 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 speaking of my, uh, you know, just in general life work, you know, the things I need to get done. That programming is just a, a, a skill in, that I I have and I hone, but it's not really itch scratchy at the moment. It's much more just like. A, you know, a tool for me to use to get things done. Yeah. I'm hoping I can regain the other side of it because that was amazing when I had that, you know? Uh, but I would say that, you know, most recently it just hasn't been that, it hasn't been that way for me. Um, and so I kind of only share that in case there's other people out there that feel that way. <laughs> um, you know, but it's, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a, something that I kind of like, I'm a little bit bummed about and also trying to figure out how I can sort of get back a little bit and, probably having less less on my plate is is a good start to that but well, i think it kind of ebbs and flows like on that point i one thing i should write uh although my my whiteboard's going to be full of too many things it's going to look like a crazy man's you know wall <laughs> so i'm not going to do this but uh, i'll only add my three things but i should have another whiteboard with this on it which is that you know uh n years ago like pick a number 5 10 years ago you know you would have I'm speaking to myself here. I would have done anything to be as good of a programmer as I am today. Like, I, like I, if you could have told me that I would, I would have, I would have, I, I would have said like, okay, like, do I have to give up 20 years of my life? Like, what do I have to do in order to get this magic ability? Um, assuming that I didn't have to like trade away anything else for it. Right. Like, so same me, plus I've got the programming, but I think it's very easy to forget that. And like, you know, say, oh, right. I'm not like, you know, a guy that had a pretty good career all along that also can program now. So that, that means that just a bunch of new things are capable or possible back to your point about like, it's a tool where now I've got like a big toolbox that I could do, you know, with which I can do things that I couldn't have yeah. done before. And instead, like you forget that and focus on all the things that you don't have done or you don't know how to do yet whatever. And that's super mentally unhealthy. And like, I, I think that the more healthy version would be like, Hey, Remember that just a few years ago, you would have done anything to, you know, be as competent as you are now in this area. Yeah. You know, it just says like, okay, this, this is all upside, you know, you're, which is, this is sort of my like life philosophy, but you know, that's all upside that you can do these things and don't let the, you know, your knowledge of what you don't know how to do effectively yet sort of take away from, you know, what should be great relief from the capabilities you've gained. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Do you think either of us are going to be less stressed than we were before? I'm really curious about this whiteboard thing. I feel like there's some sort of secret in that. Oh yeah, it was a good. Uh, it was a good idea. It was it your idea? Uh, I know. No, I led you to water, but said you drank on your own. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's pretty good. I mean, it's going to do one of two things. So the, the outcome of this whiteboard is going to be either that it's like a yield sign on my life. I'm like, oh, right. Like <laughs> pump the brakes jerk <laughs> before you <laughs> do the same thing again. Or it'll be confirmation that I've passed that point of no return. Well, so here's the thing though. I think, I think you need to, I think, well, I think the, 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 the test will be in N weeks, right? Where when you see that sign, does it continue to motivate you or does it frustrate you to look at? To me, that's like the, that's like the, with all these sorts of, you know, uh, like tr tr life hacks, you know, it's like if, if, if it can, if every time you see it, it continues to motivate you or at least doesn't like fill you with disdain or something, then like, great, you know? Uh, well, I think as long as it provokes a response, it's fine. Yeah. Right. Right. Sure. Like if I'm just like uh yield sign, that means gas pedal in my world, you know, as long as that's not the reaction, you know, it, yeah. like I see these things and say, Oh, right. You know, like, uh, your, your default mode is to make those three mistakes. So, you know, 
caution or get angry at it. And therefore that like motivates me to do something else that actually fixes the problem. Yeah. But I mean, Hey, if it was like a year and I actually put, you know, I, I put that whiteboard up and then I notice these three things and then I still do them and like still causes me some of these stress challenges. Then I think like it's on to more of just coping. <laughs> like, okay. Apparently yeah. I, uh, I have, I'm unable to fully fix these three issues. So like, how can I splint the busted bone? <laughs> I hope it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I hope it's not that. All right. Well, uh, anything to, uh, to plug or mention at the end here? Not a single thing. Follow me on Twitter. I'm K Daigle. Follow us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review. I've been using Overcast lately, and I still love it a lot with my Apple Watch while I was raking leaves yesterday. You right? Oh, really? Well, I mean, I wouldn't have guessed that you were a leaf raker. What what, what does that mean? What, What did you guess I was? I would think you're like a leaf vacuum service guy. I wish. That sounds delightful. I'm surprised. Like, I've yeah. never gotten it, but I know a lot of people that do, and I think I will at this house. Um, I, I think it's not that expensive and very effective. Yeah, I don't know. I've just heard, like, uh, I, I have some family that have told me that it's, it is more expensive than you would think, and so I said, okay, I didn't even look into it. So maybe I'm just being duped by the anti-leaf vacuum lobby. <laughs> yeah, really, I didn't even know. There's a... Well, there's another, speaking of getting older, another thing that definitely becomes obvious when you get older is that there's a bunch of people against everything. (laughs) (laughs) You name it. (laughs) Leaf vacuuming included. Yeah. (laughs) I have have woods here, so I just kind of shove them in there. It works out pretty well. Yeah. Well, you know my house, like the amount of leaves is not insignificant. Right. Uh, So, yeah. All right. All right. Well, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm barely known and that everywhere else too. So until next time, peace.